You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa, what up, me? This is your boy, Almega. Ignore all that stuff at the beginning. I, you know what happens when people want to just come into your platform and start changing things around? <laughs> like, oh, what happened here? Well, I had to fix that. But you know what? It don't matter because today we're going to be talking about an amazing Kickstarter by an amazing independent creator because you know what we do at Comic Crew, man. It's about a celebration of amazing creators and dope projects. Now, this bad boy is almost funded. Within 16 days ago. So I love this. All right. So you guys are going to make it rain, but that means you got two paychecks to go to fund this amazing project. No excuses. So let me introduce the creator right now. All right. I mean, this man got a dope project. It's Brixby Grant. Bangs and brimstone, baby. A supernatural mystery is about to terrify you. Make your skin crawl. Make those hairs stand up and a whole lot more. And the man beyond that universe, the one, the only, the amazing Patrick Hoyle. What up, homie? How you doing? Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No, thank you for coming on. Wanting to hang out. And talk about this fire project you got out now 16 days to go, folks. That's what I'm saying. You got time. Yep. Not too much time. But Not too got, much. That you got two paychecks time. So don't <laughs> around with us. Don't fib. All right. I know. All right. Don't, don't make us go to your home or, or, or <laughs> send whatever protect. Don't make me send Big Brant Grant to your home. You don't want him in your house. Yeah, you know, especially when a face like that, that's only a face of mother could love. So that's right. Before we get into this whole world of Bixby, the private eye, and all that, all that dopeness, Patrick, let us know where do you hail from originally? And most importantly, for me, I always love to know this what is the first thing in fandom that you ever fell in love with? Okay, so I grew up in the Hartford, Connecticut area, and then I went to school in upstate New York, and now I've lived in central Massachusetts now for almost 20 years. Okay. So I'm a most- Easterner. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yep. I did. Uh, I, sne- I stuck a couple years in New York City there in early after college, but oh, I'm sorry you did that. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was fun for a couple years, but couldn't well, it was it. cheap, I'm sure. God. Yeah. Cheap I was in New York. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Cheap for New York. I mean, this was the mid-90s, so it was a while back. It wasn't as bad as it was today, but, you know, I wasn't making that much money. But, all right, so first thing in fandom? You mean, like, movies, TV? Overall, overall, the first thing that you ever fell in love with that kind of, you know, drove your pop culture fandom and and drove you to where you're kind of at today? Okay. I'd have to say Star Wars. I remember being, you know, a little kid standing in line to see it with my folks. Because uh, back then you couldn't buy tickets online. You went to and, the movies for this one with with the first one. Uh-huh. Oh wow! Yep. And I remember seeing Empire Strikes Back in the theaters too. Raiders of the Lost Ark, like all that stuff. Did right? you ask for those, or your parents are just that cool? Uh, we no, we asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my chores. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean. Everybody was nuts for Star Wars anyways, so my parents understood that it was like this phenomenon, but they, they took us. So uh, I had a little brother, too, and probably probably some friends came along as well. But yeah, it was crazy. It, was, it blew my mind, and I had no idea. You know, Once I got older, I started to understand what things influenced Star Wars, and you, know, you kind of tra- track things back and start to discover old movies and old like Flash Gordon and all the other kind of geeky stuff that I started to, to love, too. Several those. I mean, if we're talking about the 90s where you go into cons and buying the videotape, you know, pre-web. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started going to cons in the 80s, believe it or not. I went, my my very first con was in Weathersfield, Connecticut. John Byrne was the big guest there. And Mike Zeck was also there, the guy who used to do, like, the, the Punisher and Captain oh, America. Yeah, and Captain stuff. America covers, man. I love him yeah. and Mike Greenwald, man. Some of the Oh, yeah. America ever. Yeah, absolutely. I love Mark Grunewald. 
But uh, and Mike Zach did free sketches, if you can believe that. Free, free. Get out of it. What an experience, Pat. I'm jealous. I know, I know. And he sat and he talked to me for like a half an hour while he was doing the sketch. It was unbelievable because I wanted to be an artist when I was a kid. So I showed him all my. I went home, got my like portfolio, which was just like a bunch of drawings. In fact, one of them, I think I traced one of his Secret Wars covers huh. and when watercolored it and just to try out watercolors, but I showed it to him as if he wouldn't know that it was his cover. Yeah. But he, he just gave me, he was super nice. He went through the whole thing. It was super encouraging. It was awesome. Like, and from, I got the bug. And so from a very young age, I've been, been making comics. But you think that's a better answer? Cause I hear some people complain when they go up to some creators and they say, draw another 200 pages and then come back to me. <laughs> uh yeah, I've had I've had a similar experience to that too. But I'm, oh, not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna name names. But yeah, I've seen all kinds of stuff. Uh, I did so I, I had a small press back in starting in year two thousand called Comic Works. And me wait and my wait, 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 wait. you know you had a small press. Wait a minute, look at it guy. Yeah. He wants to skip the whole journey. Wait a minute. So <laughs> you're a comic geek. You're yeah. going to cons. Your parents are encouraging. You know, you're showing work because you're into this. All right. So yeah. how the hell did that even lead into you opening up a publishing press here? You know, was it here in a good old Connecticut? It was. So it was, well, my partner lived in Los Angeles. He, his name is Shannon Eric Denton. And he's been in, he has been in comics and animation since the mid nineties. And he, at the time, was doing storyboard work for Warner Brothers on the Justice League show, I think, if, if, I, if I can remember correctly. He also worked on, like, the Spider-Man. One of, he's going to kill me. But one of the, one of the uh, like, revamped Spider, Spider-Man shows in the late 90s yeah. where it was, like, an alternate costume. Maybe it was in the future. It wasn't Spidey 2099. It was one of those. Anyways, he knows everybody in the industry. And he had been putting out some of his own comics through Antarctic Press. And I picked up one of his books and I went to his website and I'm a, my day job was as a web designer. So I was like, Hey, I can help you with your website. If you help me with my comics kind of thing, like, you know, I'll help you this, you help me that because being in, in new England at that time, I didn't know much about the scene here. I didn't know any of the guys at like new England comics. I didn't know any of the guys who were working on teenage mutant Ninja turtles or any of that kind of stuff. I wasn't really plugged into the scene. So Shannon kind of showed me the ropes and we, we set up this comic book company. We were going to do it primarily online because it's free, right? Like you only have to set up, you got to, yeah, you got to buy a server spot on a server and a website address, a URL. But outside of that, it's, you don't have to pay for publishing, distributing, any of that kind of stuff. Right. So we started putting out our own stuff. We started putting out short comics by other independent creators. And then we actually did put out a few printed uh, anthologies too, like little digest size, you know, black and white books. And we had people like Keith Giffen, Dwayne McDuffie, Ernie Cologne, Eric Canetti. Mm-hmm. It was like we had literally hundreds of people in there. Well, let um, me get a broom. My God, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. We did that for about ten years, and we did the San Diego show. We had a booth there for like nine out of, nine out of those ten years. We also put out a series of, you can see them right up here on my screen, a series of il- illustrated novels for kids. We worked with Dan Mishkin, who cre- co-created Blue Devil back in the day for, for DC, and Tom Mandrake, who used to do The Spirit and some Batman, and a bunch of other really talented, great, great folks in animation and film and, and comics too. So, But the problem was we got really busy and really kind of caught up in doing the books and the website and managing the business that we didn't end up putting out like all of our own stuff. Right. So I wasn't writing and drawing, which is what I wanted to be doing. And then also we both ended up, you know, having families and buying houses and needing day jobs. And so like our, our, our time had to come in the way, damn it. Yep. I mean, it happens and it was all that was awesome too. It just meant that, you know, we, couldn't really spend our time doing that. So as my kids got older, I kept having the itch to do comics. And then finally, a couple of years ago during the pandemic, I was like, look, I'm not getting any younger. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. So with my family's support, you know, I spend most of my free time when I'm not working or being a father doing this stuff. So that's kind of where it all came. 
Love, love it. So how I'll say so now how easy was it to navigate in now this COVID world of creation? Being especially that you already published before, it was different. You were dealing with people, you were doing your thing. Even if it was in Los Angeles, it don't matter. You were doing it yeah. one way. Now COVID comes and you decide to make a project on like, I mean, what learning curves, if any, or at least, or maybe what lessons from your previous publishing could you have applied here to help you navigate? Well, so there was a lot, a lot to learn. So I knew nothing about Kickstarter other than I had backed a couple of things, but I didn't know what made a successful you know, campaign or anything. So, so you were a supporter, but never a creator on it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I had to figure out, okay, well, what's going to work? And you can find a whole bunch of stuff online, but you can't ask questions to people who just publish a, you know, a PDF or an article or whatever. So I started talking to people who have done it. I, that's actually how I got hooked up with Heather Antos, my editor, is I, I paid her for a, a consulting session for Kickstarters because she's done several uh, successful ones. And then she also was able to refer me to some other people to talk to. And I just kind of started building a little network that way. I also like I'd never really written anything longer than a ten-page story. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you, you, he, he went balls deep in this one, baby. So yeah. you went from a ten-page like, all right, I'm gonna create a monster, and how the hell do I do this? Yeah. I, but I love the courage. This, 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 see, this is why I tell people that combo creators are a lot more than just creators. They're entrepreneurs because you're like right. you're creating an IP that yep. you you want to put out there. As yep. a comic creator, those are two separate things, honestly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And in fact, you know, I've told a couple other people this as well, so I'm probably repeating myself, but it's 50% doing your project and 50% marketing and selling it, right? Absolutely. So at least it might even be 60-40 with the 60 being the marketing and the selling. So, so nobody knows what the hell you're creating, what the hell you're creating. So right. you got to definitely, you know, put a big portion into that while you build it as, as as the brand hopefully builds, you know, the marketing percentage could go down and you could focus yeah. more on the work. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's that side of it is the hardest part because it's relentless, right? You got to keep up with social media. You got to be constantly pimping your stuff and going to shows. And, and you know what? I had a conversation with on international commerce creators about this kind of stuff. Like, you know, as an independent creator, what's the biggest challenge on the marketing side that you face? Honestly, I think it's keeping up with social, social media. So especially the last year or so, because things are changing so much because Twitter really took a nosedive. You mean (laughs) No, no, I refuse. I I refuse to call an X. No, absolutely not. But, and, you know, it's, I actually got most of my traffic to my Kickstarter a year ago from Twitter. Or X or whatever you want to call it. But and then this year it just tanked, right? So I'm all also on threads and I'm also on Blue Sky and I'm also on Facebook and I'm also on LinkedIn and Instagram. And it's just like, okay, so you got to keep all that stuff going. Mastodon. <laughs> I you know, I tried Mastodon and it wasn't for me. Uh but if, I am on I am on WordPress, well, I'll say is this recommendation. If you have a WordPress website, the integration is so easy, you really don't gotta do much. Okay. All right. I am working on a new website that's going to be WordPress based. So, well, bro, then you can link a Mastodon and a couple other things into it. You know, just from my own experience, that yeah. easy peasy, and you'll be, right. you'll be marketing. You know, without marketing, just because right. you post something, you feel me? Right. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's what I want. I want it as easy as possible, right? So, I had signed up for one of those tools where you can post to multiple sites at once. Yeah, as long as you don't violate, you know, the the, the so who do you now. use? That's okay. I love to use Hero Post. That's why you pay one Hero. price lifetime and it goes to multiple platforms. Okay. I have not tried that one. I'm gonna write that down. Hero, Hero Post. Okay. I use yeah, something. I, <laughs> I am not an affiliate on this either. I'm just saying <laughs> because it actually leads, you know, I could do one thing and it goes to multiple platforms. Yeah, you schedule it. You know, A and B copies, whatever you want. You know, again, if you're into the marketing side of it, you understand what the hell I'm saying. You know? Sure. No, absolutely. Yeah, I've been using one called Posto Plan. I think they just changed their name. Let me look at this real quick. They probably got bought out by another one. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think they did. Yeah. It's Content I've. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. But if you look up Posto Plan, you'll find it. P O S T O Plan. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and they but they don't have because it's hard to catch up now. They don't have threads. They don't have. Um, well, threads is coming to Hero Pro. I say that much. It's a new API. You know, it, right. you know, you right. it takes a while. Facebook, they you know, X. You know, I mean, I, yeah. I no, no, no one really has X except one. Yeah, Hootsuite. They they cost a lot of money though. Yeah, and, and they do that purpose because they yeah. they are paying that top dollar for platforms like X to to, yeah. to be able to still send. You know, but I wouldn't use them. Although, I mean, I'll talk to you in the green room. There are things you can do <laughs> navigate at no cost. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm just saying, baby. But this is what yeah. we do. We support anything. I, I love the conversation because see, now I know you really do care about marketing your project because you are oh, using yeah. the tools you're using the technology how many yeah. creators don't use the fucking tools and it makes me so they complain but like dude are you, you do to do that are you using the tools right you know to help you get out there i don't think you are a lot of them you know i mean it's up to each individual how much they want to put into it but that's how much you're going to get out of it too right so Absolutely. You unless, you don't. unless you're already an A-lister in the industry and you just decide I'm only going to do X, then, you know, you, you really got to be out there and hustling. So, yeah, it's, you know, like I said, it, it's up to each individual how much they want to put into it. And I get it. It's such it's a lot of work. And it, especially if you don't take the time to get a tool that where you can queue things ahead of time or oh, otherwise you're spending a half hour, 45 minutes a day, keeping up with all the platforms. But you um, know what though? I mean, if you get a, ma- a management tool like that, that could be an hour of management where you could even schedule. I mean, you give me an hour. I could schedule, schedule you a week of content. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and then you guess what? For the rest of the day or the week, you're working on your project and you got stuff going automatically. Folks, work smart, not hard. Now, exactly what I want right. to know about here is this. Yeah. Talk to, me about, talk to me about the early seed of Bixby. What inspired that? Because you're telling me Star Wars and all this, and then I see this. I'm like, this doesn't look like no sci fi to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did love Raiders of the Lost Ark when I was a kid. Indiana Jones was also so. The that time period, World War II, pre World War II, time when people wore hats and suits, you know, to work and everything. And people actually um, cared about appearance. Gotcha. And they yeah. were built. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But like, and then I started getting into also in high school and college into like Raymond Chandler and detective novels and noir movies, old black and white stuff, like a lot of stuff. Plus, what Bix is a mummy, right? So I love the Universal monsters, and I love you know, vampires and werewolves and all that kind of fun stuff like that also kind of came up with, you know, my love of comics and pulp and all, all the, all the stuff you could find in a comic book shop, right. Is kind of mashed up into Bix. And so I wanted to, I wanted something where I could do kind of whatever I wanted. And in, so I actually came up with the idea for him back when I was in college, which was, it was the, I don't know if you remember the great lakes Avengers at all. Absolutely. So so when that came out, there was a character in there called Mr. Immortal, which they just used in the She-Hulk series last summer. Yeah. Or last spring, whenever that was. And I like the idea that his only power was that he can't die. Right. Like, or, or that he comes back to life. So he can die. Like he, I remember he falls off a building and then like a minute later, like he pops back up and all his bones crack back into place and he's fine again. So I was like, okay, that's kind of fun. Well, what if, what else, who else can't die? And I was like, vampires, I'm like, well, but they can die with a stake through the heart or, and kind of vampires are overdone. So what else? And so I don't know why, but I decided to pick on, pick up the concept of the mummy. I had been doing, I went to school for illustration and I had been doing a series of illustrations based on the universal monsters. So Frankenstein, Bela Lugosi's Dracula and the mummy, Boris Karloff. And I, so I think we're basing them on the original designs or, or yeah. example, like a Frankenstein based on the Bernie Wrights and you know what I mean? No, I couldn't, I could not. It was based on the universal, the old, the old style. I love Bernie Wrightson, but I, yeah. Rest of, yeah. Do you know that there was supposed to be a possible movie that almost came out of his Frankenstein? I did not know that. Yeah. But I saw uh, an image of, of, of a concept. I'm like, Oh my effing God. <laughs> and I, I mean, Ooh, is it fair that he's not here now and he can't can't kind of navigate it? I don't think yeah. it'll be done justice. 
No, I'm sure I won't. He was such a nice guy and such a great illustrator. It's illustrated. The world, the world is a is a is a has really lost one of the greats. Well, I, I agree. Oh, bro, bro, fucking high five there. I agree with you because <laughs> yeah, for real, a, a, a legend, artistic legend in horror. Yeah, but again, you know, we're, we're building a future legend here because look, look, you're not touching on Frankie, but we got the the mummy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah so the i mean you were asking for like the seeds right so it was i had like the monsters kind of over here and then i was also exposing myself to a lot of the old detective movies like from the 30s and 40s and i just kind of mushed the two together and then i didn't do anything with it i sketched it and i kind of played with it and then years later i came back to it and tried to write it i was like six how many how many Um, like six years after after college wow because uh, i got out of college i needed to get a job and you know i just needed to pay the bills and that kind but of thing what happened <laughs> yeah 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 totally and and so then you know every couple of years i'd get the itch and like okay let's break out some of the old ideas and start writing and start drawing and the idea had always been that i was going to write and draw big but over oh. the years you know my job became my day job became more website design uh, centered. So I became a UX designer and I wasn't, you know, drawing quite as much. So I got really rusty. And then after Comic Works, I was like, okay, the next thing I do is I'm going to get to be a good artist so I can draw a bit. And then years went by again. I just wasn't, I didn't have the time to draw enough and get good enough. So I had to resolve myself to be like, okay, you're going to have to get somebody else to draw it. So how uh, easy of a decision or not easy of a decision was that to make? It was not easy because it had been the dream since I was 10, right? So it took me a lot of soul searching to be like, all right, you got to you, you gotta just give up on this part of it. And I really did realize that what I what have always appealed to me about making the art wasn't necessarily just the art, although I did enjoy that process. It was that I was making something, right? So art is part Bernie. of, a, yeah, the, the script is part of a comic color is part of a comic like i like making projects like the this whole stack of books up here i designed right so i enjoy projects like that creative projects that are packaging a whole Uh, and i learned that about myself over the years in my day job career so i did branding work i did print design i did logo work i did you know all kinds of stuff website design and it just taught me that i I really like the creative process yeah, And I still do draw. Like I did the back cover of the, of the graphic novel that came out last year, but I'm not fast enough or consistent enough to do the interior of a book. It would take me six years. And then the quality, <laughs> the quality would be so different. You know what I mean? Like, cause I only have like an hour a day to draw. So uh, I'm not- day by day, you're getting better. We, we're going to see the progress. Like, whoa, well, by, the, right. by, by the 10th page, you're like, yo, this is like, Jim me do this shit. You know? <laughs> But that, I mean, that that's probably not, I mean, it wouldn't be Jim Lee, but you would see like the first page would look like garbage and hopefully that 70th page would look halfway decent. So funny. I, I love your honesty behind, behind this though, because I mean, I think, I don't think a lot of creators are, or they have fun with this. You yeah. know, I love it. If you're having fun, like you realize, all right, I know my limitations. I, yeah. I'll do covers, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but at least, uh, yeah. So what was your journey like now in finding an artist that fit the vision of your story? What was that like now? Because now you have it to let go, and now you have to shit like say, "Damn, you better be as like I envision." Like, how easy was that for you, or, or not? Not that easy. I mean, I so I looked online at a lot of portfolios. I, you know, kind of scrolled the Facebook pages for creators and looked around a lot and. I realized I was going to need to hire, you know, a a veteran somewhere who I knew has a track record of delivering because you hear all the horror stories about people who are just like, oh, they ghosted me after three pages and I paid them in full up front, like all this kind of baloney. Right. So this is honestly, honestly, it's been never been kind of, you know, put in a bad position on the indie side as you navigated the journey. Have I? Yeah. Not too bad. Not like the horror stories I've heard. Oh yeah, but it sure. happened though. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's sad. Damn, God. Yeah. Come on, people do better. This is indie, yo. We're all trying to eat, man. Come on. But but the thing is, is like I get it. 
you know, things pop up, things happen. Like if you have a, a health issue or a family issue. Oh, the speed or, up, bro. I mean, that's, the thing. that's, that's the thing. thing. That's yeah. interesting. Don't we right. all buy one of these? Right. And be like, you know, either a text or be like, hey, I'm sorry. I, I can't right now. And let me right. return the money. Be Don't be an asshole. Right. Well, that's the thing is. So there's also like you have to learn in some people. I'm on a discord server with a bunch of great indie creators. And some of them have gotten bitten on the ass from, you know, paying up front and then never hearing from the person again. It was just a total scam up front. And I was like, well, unless you got somebody who can vouch for these people, don't pay anybody up front. You're going to have to make a contingent on them delivering pages. But um, I, I want to build a network like this to, to, to find this reliable people that you could depend on. And I don't want nothing out of it. I just want to be able to connect creatives with creatives that actually are hungry. Because yeah. you're telling me right now they're breaking my heart. Because, again, as an independent creator myself, because, again, in Comic is not owned by no one. It's me. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. my people, it's us, are trying to build something. And that breaks my heart when you get taken advantage of like that. It's not fair. You know how much time. And, and you know, again, we, we sometimes take food out of our, out of our own mouth. Yeah. So, you know, and maybe our families don't know this, you know. But as men, we do some <laughs> dumb shit sometimes where we won't eat. Well, we'll make sure our family does, but we will sacrifice <laughs> a little extra to make sure our dream comes true. Yeah. So I, I salute you on the journey, kiddo, because I know this shit ain't easy, bro. Yeah, it is. It isn't, unfortunately. I, I did get lucky enough, though. My the, Shannon Denton, the guy I mentioned earlier, he's friends, like I said, with everybody. And he knows this guy, uh, Geraldo Borges, who is currently the penciler on Thunderbolts for Marvel. Oh, yes, I know that name. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. He did, he, did Nightwing. he did Nightwing last year, and he's just he's awesome. He did a um, kick-ass run on Nightwing last year that everybody spoke about. Hey, this is who you landed, bro? Well, no. So, no, he was too busy. He yeah. was, he's too busy, but he and his partner, Claudio Alvarez, run a studio that represents, I don't know, 25 maybe different artists down in South America because he's he's oh. from Brazil. But Oh, Brazil got some amazing effing artists. Yeah. Yeah, so I I you know, I had talked to a few people up here in in the states, but then I found the right person in Gonzalo Martinez who did the interior art and also the 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 main cover, not the variant covers. He wasn't who I originally had in my head, and I'm not talking out of school because I've told him this already. He knows this. But it was once he started, I did a seven pager with him. I paid him. It wasn't like, "Hey, can you do a tryout for me?" because that would be a real jerk move but i paid him right i'm like here's a script for a seven pager just let's see how we do together mm-hmm. and so he he did it it looked awesome it was way way better than i was expecting not because he wasn't talented but just because again you know you give somebody a script you don't know how they're going to envision it and how it's going to turn out on the page it's that loss of control that kind of freaks you out right so it's he but he knocked my socks off with that and with that, I was also able to book Heather Antos as my editor. So Gonzalo did the first 72-page graphic novel last year, and he's the returning artist on Bixby Grant, Fangs and Brimstone. You mean this project right here, that live right now? I'm That's gonna, the one. Let, let me talk about this real quick, folks. Again, I, I said this before. We have 16 days to go. We have 176 backers. A salute and a bow to you guys. Thank you for supporting amazing independent creators. But again, look at it. So close, baby. So, so close. Oh, right there. With two paychecks to go. $4,700 goal, and we're at $4,250, baby. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Okay, let's go, let's go. I mean, look at this imagery. When you see some craziness like this, how do you not want to see this? And you know what, folks? We got to do it. We got to do it. I'm going to show you this video, and we're going to do a deep dive into this volume of Bixby Grant. Let's check it out, mi gente. Wepa! What? No, 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 no. I'm banned nationally from Arby's. They don't want me to have the meats? No, I said, what? The mic's hot? Hey, hey, it's me again, Patrick Coyle, creator of your favorite mummy detective, Bixby Grant, Private Eye. 
got great news for all you beautiful, smart people who love to support independent comic creators like me. And back to the first Bixby Grant graphic novel last year. We're now launching a new series called Bixby Grant Private Eye, Fangs and Brimstone. And it's full of more mysteries, monsters, and hoo-ha action. For new readers, this is a great place to start. It's a brand new story, not a continuation. So you can just pick this up and start reading without any prior knowledge. And if you are new to Bix, here's the quick pitch. Bixby Grant is Hellboy meets the spirit with a sprinkle of Batman the Animated Series. Bixby Grant is a hard-drinking, chain-smoking, gun-toting, mummy detective who'd rather just be left alone to stew in his own misery. But in Fangs and Brimstone, a routine investigation runs Bix across the path of a rockabilly vampire, a poltergeist, and a ritual killing. And we get a glimpse of Bix back in his early days as a human, before he turned into a living mummy. Now, how does all this tie together? I have no idea. Of course I know. But I'm not going to tell you. you got to read the comic. That's all fine, Patrick. But what will I get for my hard-earned money? First off, you're going to get a 30-page comic that features a 20-page Bixby Grant story. Make with it artwork by returning art team Gonzalo Martinez and Arthur Hesley. Take a look at these pages. They are gorgeous. And did I mention there's an eight-page backup story called Zombie Town featuring the gorgeous work of Gonzalo Ruggieri? I didn't? Well, I'm mentioning it now. Look at Gonzalo's art. I love it so much. Insane. And then, of course, we have our covers. Three to choose from, in fact. We have our standard cover by interior artist Gonzalo Martinez. We have a variant from Green Lantern Earth One writer-artist Gabriel Hardman, oh and a Zombie Town variant cover from Star Wars and Star Trek cover artist Leanna Kangas. Plus, you can get any of our covers printed on metal, or you can get Gabriel's cover as a fold-out poster. There are a ton of add-ons, like the Raphael Albuquerque poster from the last oh. game, buttons, stickers, and a Bixby Grant case file. And for stretch goals, we've got some new stickers, digital wallpaper, PDF of the script, a new case file, and all new mini prints by Rich Woodall, Mike Macropolis, and Damian Torres. Don't these look sweet? So if you would, take a minute, look at the options we have available for this campaign, and I hope you'll consider supporting this latest Bixby Grand Adventure. Thanks. Yo, bro, you got some stuff going on here. What's up, (laughs) man? What? What? Okay, I'm already digging a project, you know, second story. I mean, all, all these names you dropping. My, <laughs> do I need a broom like really quickly? Yeah, yeah. My uh, my back hurts from carrying from uh, dr- carrying those names around before I threw them threw them down. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm like, look look at it. Look at this character. I mean, so is this how you actually always envision him? I mean, just like that, homie, looking like Columbo with yeah. the crap. Yes. Yeah, totally. The Bix was one of the characters that I had sketched for years, so his look was pretty well defined. What what Gonzalo did was he kind of simplified it. Like he made his his version of it very simple and very easy on the eyes, whereas mine was always super sketchy and a lot more detail. But yeah, Gonzalo I, I can't say enough about Gonzalo's art. Like he's a really great storyteller. He's really good at acting with like facial expressions and and posture and stuff with his characters and also really great at creating interiors and buildings and other kind of uh, spaces. He used to be an architect before he was a comic book artist and he's just Word. really great at a lot of stuff that some folks aren't. So yeah, it's been a, a more than a pleasure working with him for now almost two years. Well, you got lucky. I mean, look at this design. Yeah, he looks dope, man. Kojak, <laughs> motherfucking Colombo, gangster. And all I'm thinking here is, damn, bro, you got pants, t-shirts, you got a holster, a tie, and you got wraps under, under all that. You must be hot. <laughs> oh, man, yo, and a happy birthday to Fonzie. Oh, yo, I mean, anyone <laughs> like Fonzie, son, holy smokes, look at this. He looks yeah, cool, though. I love it. Bro, I love wearing my jeans like that. I love this look. I, I yeah, don't got the absolutely. hair like that no more. It's a flat. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you put a little gel in it, you might be able to get yours up. Oh, yeah, man. I'll do that whole 80s look and shit. You know, why nice. not? You know, then I'll break off my hair very easily. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, the Di- look, man. Look at this. Yeah, Diego is great. When I first created him, he was going to be a punk, like a 70s punk. 
But then I decided it might be more fun if he was rockabilly. So Diego is in a band. He's always in a band, and he's always in a different band. I got uh, that jacket he, right there too, man. Oh yeah, he's got the leather jacket. He's got you the rolled up. I'll be a rockabilly homie right here, son. <laughs> you got it. If if it happens, we'll definitely we'll definitely look you up. Don't you worry, man. I'll dye my hair just just, just for the movie. I, I I refuse in life now, but. For a movie, I'll die it, right? All right, all right. Nobody want to die this. I mean, look how white this is. This is insane. <laughs> we can get right. you some just for men on that. Epa. <laughs> <laughs> and look at this. You look at these scenery right here. Hey, yo, this cover right there for the Wolf's Required, yo, that shit is fire. Yeah, the, uh, I was lucky enough to get Raphael Albuquerque to do a variant cover on the last campaign. Whoa. All right, talk to me. How the heck do you land like this? Future legend in the making. Mm-hmm. Too young in the game, to be honest. Yeah, to others, but 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 he's already making an incredible name for him. So how the fuck? Excuse the language, you land, <laughs> homie. I so I gotta give credit to Heather Antos, who my editor. Heather, um, yo, Heather, Heather, yeah. come on to the comic crew. I'm bobbing for you right now, like yo, for real. You that much of a boss, mama? I gotta talk to she you. Is. Heather is. Awesome. So Heather used to work at Marvel. She's work currently works at IDW as a group editor on Star Trek and My Little Pony and one other property that I'm forgetting at the moment. Heather is awesome, and she knows everybody. And she's made I'm here for many years, and yeah. doing my thing. And I see what she's done, and I know a lot of people. And you know, again, you know, there, there are groups of people that are just stupid. That are just, <laughs> for me, feel insecure because yeah. she happens to be a lady. But bro, yeah. brothers. Didn't, weren't you raised by strong mamas or have strong sisters or titties next to you yeah. that don't feel as secure if a woman they're doing good? I mean, yeah. brus, I mean, they're giving us a different angle on things. And sometimes that's a good thing. What's the problem? Going yeah. on? <laughs> I do not understand it. It's always been a problem in, in fandom. Um, and I, 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 I do not, I, I do not, I can't condone it. And I also don't yeah, well, just, you know, not understand it. I saw a Star Wars meme where they were talking about how, you know, the in the Ahsoka series, how Sabine, and like, you know, she used the Force, but, you know, she was 10 years in training, but how in the cartoon, a character that was only two months in training used the same power and no one said anything. But when Sabine yeah. used it, oh, how could she use that? Yeah, right. 10 versus two months, that's actually a big difference, guys. Come yeah. on. Don't 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 be don't don't be don't be haters. <laughs> the same thing happened when Force Awakened came out. Came out. Everybody got really, really upset that Ray could do all this stuff. I'm like, do you not remember Star Wars, the first one where Luke could suddenly do all this stuff inside of a day? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Just get over it, have fun with it. Everybody right. enjoys this time, man. You know, enjoy right. it. Yeah, it if you don't matter. enjoy it. We're not going to get any more of it, and then you're really going to be mad. <laughs> That's right. Right, and there's there's too much crap in this world already. Why do you have to add any more to it? You know, just Let's keep it positive, man. I, I agree, and this is why I love the project that you're doing. You bring a universal monster storytelling back. I mean, the OG, and you're <laughs> bring, and bringing him to such a different perspective, one of these amazing OGs of the universal. I'm like, for real, bro. I mean, would that, I mean, I, I don't know if you smoke, but, bro, to think about a, 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 a mummy detective that, that that must you must have been on some different level <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not at that point i was stone sober but uh, <laughs> i love just, it Finish, baby yeah it just came i don't know it just came together but then i decided like yeah then i want i do want to have one of each of the universal monsters in here so diego is my mm-hmm. is my dracula right and then i'm also going to have a creature from the black lagoon black lagoon eventually and also a uh, who am I forgetting? Oh well, I have a Frankenstein too. It's in the first graphic novel we met Doc Stein, who is the he's a gunslinger scientist, mm-hmm. and his sister Francine is a giant seven foot robot, and so she's she's my Frankenstein's monster. Oh, I yeah. love it! Yeah, they actually will make a a cameo in the next issue of Bixby Grant's Fangs of Brimstone. I mean, look at this page, folks. Look at this panel on panel usage on a page. Feels like an OG style comic where you you see a lot of word bubbles where a page will maybe take you the five minutes 
to read and absorb. Old school style. Not like, you know, yeah. nowadays, a uh, splash panel, one word bubble, and you move on. <laughs> no. I look, and then look at this letter. Who's the letter on y'all? This is in fire too right here. And I, I did the letters. You? Hey, yeah. look at you, bro. Uh, <laughs> yo, what are, wait, so, wait a minute. So what are your parts in the creation of the book outside of the artistry, of course? So I did the outline. I did the script. I did then the once it comes back from Gonzalo. And then the, then the coloring is done by an awesome colorist named Arthur Hesley, who's also working for Marvel at the moment. I um, Arthur. Through through Geraldo again, he works for, for Geraldo. I know who's Geraldo, bro. He, he's sounding like the kingpin more and more. Geraldo is awesome, man. I can't say enough about he and Claudio at Studio Go have just been super supportive. You know, they retweet all my stuff and they they Tell Studio Go to come over here. I would love to talk to them and into help introduce them to the world that they do work like this and. Yeah. I mean, can you look at a smile on your face as every time I put some artists, you look at this, you just smile. And look at look, you see folks yeah. like pushing. He, you're like, yeah, you're proud. I mean, look at this. Absolutely. Like such a great comic book. I mean, again, Thank you. panels, eye candy, coloring, <laughs> the, the word bubbles. And and I mean a lot of word bubbles. You know, you're getting yeah. bang for your buck. You're actually reading folks, not just looking at no disrespect <laughs> to my artists, but you know, it, it's yeah, yeah. combo. There's the, the symbiotic relationship between writer and artist at the end of the day. And, and it needs to show us such the power of both. And, you know, yeah. seeing, look, look at in two pages, look how many. No Marvel in DC book nowadays has this many fucking word bubbles in two pages. No. This would be as much as that you find probably in the book. And I'm, I'm, I'm not quite as bad as like Chris Claremont used to be or as. You know, you know I grew up in that generation. I did too. I, I did about. too. I want to read. I want to read something that that if I spend, you know, nowadays it's four dollars. You know, yeah, yeah, five dollars. Yeah, I'm spending that money in the ten value. It shouldn't take me ten minutes to read. No, agreed. You know, and, yeah. and this is why I love what you're doing here. I mean, it feels like I'm getting so much content. You know, so so much story. You know, so much interaction between the, the, the players of, of the story, you know, and, and thank you. Know, I mean, look at it. Not one page that I've shown has, has been low uh, on verbiage. I love it. <laughs> this no. is the thing, though. This is the good thing. It complements the artistry that allows you to, you know, eat up the art. You know, when, when you read these words and when you look at it, oh, oh shit, I, I get what they're going. You know what I mean? How yeah. do you build that? That beautiful imagination that, that that we are all born. I mean, look at this. Fuck every. I love it, bro. <laughs> shit. <laughs> I haven't I haven't supported a case story in a minute, but you're showing me something that looks like all right. This is where I gotta put my money at because I'm gonna get some fucking story out of this, bro. I hope so. I mean, we put a lot into it, and I think that people will get their money's worth. And look at the artistry, bro. Just the movement. It's eye candy, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I told you, Gonzalez is a great storyteller, and Arthur's colors really make it pop. Oh, yeah, man. Just the differentiating, uh, you know, contrast, the, you know, the, the lighting, you could tell, you know. Yeah. Well, very smart artist, yo. Very smart. And then you say you got that 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 backup. Look at this. This yeah. reminds me, and again, it's a favorite old thing of mine, tapping the vein, Clive Barker back in the day, those maxi series. I mean, that type yeah. of art where it looks like it's painted, you know, like like brushed, you know, sink and rich. I mean, look at this. That's what yep. it looks like. Talk yeah. to me about this. So this is Gonzalo Ruggieri, who's a, an artist down in Argentina. I uh, got a hold of him. Actually, I kind of cold called him. I, I backed his sketchbook on Kickstarter last year. And I, you know, was started following him on social media. And I realized that he did some work on the Rumble book for Image uh, a while yeah, back. I, oh, man. Rumble is so was so fucking good bro yeah i love that book and i didn't realize that i have you know an issue or two that that gonzalo had done well bro uh, i got the run of that like you know when they do barbarian stuff like headlopper andrew mclean you know what i mean yep. awesome you know i love yep. my conan you know feel me absolutely from from vault you know what i mean all yes. that's, that's right up my lane man <laughs> absolutely so I, I i just emailed him honestly and said hey I've got this short backup story, you know, eight pages per issue for six issues. 
would you be interested? And uh, he said, yes. So he started turning in, you know, layouts and he worked with me and Heather on this. And, you know, the, the black and white, the ink wash that he did first looked great, but then he came back with the colors and it just looks like it's, it doesn't look watercolor because it's too bright, but like I, but it still feels that kind of wash. Yeah, it is a nice wash to it. Absolutely. Yeah. That, yeah. that in the vein style that thinking yeah. about it, I'm like, yo, cause again, uh, I love me and my oral books. And when you look at something like this is, I think one of the best fits in, in artistic style for horror. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, look at the zombies there. Like yeah. there's not the, we're, we're way back from them, but you can get all the detail you need to tell that that's a, a, a zombie's face falling apart. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. In the dome, and you see these humans, and you can tell the humans is being deuces right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I love this, bro. And, and yeah. Thank you. And let's talk about these variants. You know, you got the fangs and bones, right? Part one, right? Yep. Then Liana, yo, oh my God. Oh, bro. Yeah. Her cover came out so great. We we put it up on on social media this week just to kind of plug it a little bit. It just kills yeah. me the uses of her blues and then you throw in those reds and those yellows. It's like yeah. what the f yo? I know. I love I love it. Look how it pops. We're actually going to announce. I think it's live today. Actually, or no, tomorrow. Sorry, live tomorrow is we're doing a day glow. I'm sorry. What do you call it? Black light glow in the dark ad- cover edition of this one. So you can oh, get it. Oh. Like, it'll, it'll like you know. Like an old black light poster, you know, or t-shirt or whatever. You yeah. need to do a t-shirt on this for real. I think yeah. the clubs, you do do this, <laughs> zombie town, just that, yeah. just that zombie town and the artistry. Yeah. Bro, and, and make sure those green, you know, bro, for a club t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, please. Yeah, yes, that would look so, awesome. Folks, don't let the white hairs fool you. Yes, I still do like to go out and dancing, and I will probably outdance half of you. At least have. Uh, you'll definitely outdance me. I, I can tell you that right now. Yeah, I'm Latino, man. I got that man game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I, I love the cover. I mean, look at this right here. The wolf she cried, right? The first story. Yep. You got this. You got. All right, let's get into this, folks. I want people to spend some money. So let's get real quick. A dollar because. Wait a minute. Dude, are you lying to me? So you have a pledge without nothing. Yep. But for a dollar, you could get five digital indie. Holy shit, bro. You yeah. are the first creator that I've ever spoken to <laughs> that has done a $1 tier that actually offers something. Yeah. Oh, bro, I took my hat off again. I'm going to do it again. Holy shit. <laughs> I think this is so cool. Thank you. Because you know what? This is how you build the following, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the support of others, because obviously I, well, I could tell these are just people that believe in your project that offered up their product, you know, yep. wow, uh, you know, a salute to you. And this is why we support Indy, and it's such a beautiful, supportive community. Now, yeah, when you want to get into it, folks, for yourselves, you want some Bixby brand, fangs and brimstone, all for yourself. It starts as low as $5 on that digital format, baby. 30 pages comic, not 22 for $5 like the big two do. We're talking yeah. about 30. All right. So we get eight extra pages. And guess what? There ain't going to be ads in between them, I'm sure, right? No, sir. So, 30, yo, you hear this 30 pages of real comic book art and story, no ads for five dollars. You can't, you can't go wrong here, folks. Nope. Beautiful. And then digital catch up. I mean, not just one. But two, you got 12 bucks right here, right? Yep. Beautiful. $12, folks. Then you get, now we're getting into some nice variants, you know, cover A, I mean, Gonzalo, physical, correct? Being shipped. Yep. Yep. $15. But U.S. shipping is free and included in your pledge. Understand that international shipping for my international fans. I'm sorry. That's going to be a little bit more costly because you know what it is. But yeah. don't blame the creator. Bring the USPS, bring UPS that wants to start charging us per gas. Like, 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 like <laughs> our package weighs the most in that goddamn plane, and we're paying for that jet fuel. That's what but it I is. do. I do offset it though. I give uh, all my international backers get free prints uh, and free stickers, so they get all the extras. Oh, yep. 
Oh, you know, I, you got to offset that. You got to give if you're going to pay that extra cash. Thank you, baby. Give you a little extra something. And then a Gabriel Hardman, another another great artist. Again, you know, I got to ask again, uh, bro. Fucking Gabe Hardman, really, bro? Yeah. Who are you? I was, <laughs> I was. these guys. I got to tell you, every single person that I've worked on Bixby Grant with, I have been flabbergasted that they said yes. Like the the fact, so Gabe Gabriel is a friend of my buddy Shannon, my 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 old business partner. You know, I told you he knows everybody. So one day he texted me and he's like, "Hey, would you like Gabriel Hardman to maybe do a cover?" And I was like, "Of course, I love you asking me. Work. I got yeah. you just get it done." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he gave me Gabriel's email, and I I shot him an email, and he said yes. So I mean, he didn't do it for free. I mean, you know, I, I pay a living wage. I get paid, and this is what it is. And again, yeah, but it's a beautiful piece that, listen, it only benefits this great project. So, That's, yeah, I mean, I that cover is so great. It's just got really? a lot, a lot of energy to yeah, it. Bro. Great pose. I love the shadow of the monster in the background. And seeing the shadow, very shadow with. As well, yeah. you know, yeah, like you know, and the feel, like ah, right, you know, but I know he ain't the shadow because you know, I, I think this man will bust the shadow ass. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know that I would love to have a team up and find out. Hey, DC, you heard it here, you heard it here. If you still own it, whoever the hell owns it, <laughs> make it happen. Yeah, I'll make, it, I'll make here? some calls. Yeah, make it happen, bro. I, I would love to see that. We got the Leanna Kangas. We got the prey catch up. You say five dollars for two for forty bucks, all right? And I mean, again, you get extras with this. This, yep. this is not just books. You're getting stickers. You're getting some good stuff. Yep. You know, prints and whatnot. You know, get all three covers. You say fifteen dollars for fifty bucks. Support indie. Hell yeah! And then when homies out of con, which we'll be finding out pretty soon where he's going to be at next. You know, you can get them signed and whatnot. If you don't, you know, come on, support indie is what we do. A metal cover. Yeah. That's right. You know, mamas don't hit your kids over the head with these because you might cause brain damage. <laughs> well, they're really beautiful covers. You know, you want to keep them safe. They're going to be dope. 50 bucks right yep. there for that. I mean, all three covers plus a medal for a. Oh, damn, bro. You're pimping over here on deals, man. What's Absolutely. Going on? And yeah, then so we then have we... three birds, but these are mostly gone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those were only for the first day. Everybody jumped on, bro. That Got means you had a following already. So again, yo, salute to you guys. Thank salute you for supporting my man, uh, Pat, right here, and, and knowing how dope the project is. That's great, man. I, I love you. to see when the community gets involved and support, support, support. Bixby Brant, right there, Grant, right there, folks. It's a live project right now. Please show the love. They only have 16 days to go. Yep. We're almost at the goal. And, and again, we got, we got tiers for every budget. So, you know, come on yeah. out. You don't you don't have to pay 50 or 80 bucks if you don't want to. If you want to pay five bucks, you're still yeah. going to get a comic. Every little bit help. Yep. But most importantly is the fact that he is so close and there's two paydays left. Don't play with me, folks. Come on now. You know, Christmas is around the corner. Ladies. Right. Gentlemen, kids, so your parents, you know, if you have a combo geek in your life as a parent. Yeah. Uh, this is fantastic. It's cheap and a great stocking stuffer. Perfect. And, stocking. You, and, that, and they're going to love you for this because you're going to put them on to something that's so outside of big two. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. You know, aren't we all tired of that? <laughs> you know, let's get real. I mean. You know, they're playing to things, you know, they're changing up the characters we love. And, you know, they're doing what they got to do for the reader of today. And that's fine. Right. Salute to them for, for, for caring about today's reader. But for those that care about yesteryear's reader, <laughs> you know what I mean? And just, you know, yeah. people that want to read a straight up awesome comic book adventure, this is where you go. This is where, this is Tsukasa, where we got some. You know, Universal Monster with a whole different look and quality doing what he got to do. That's right. From the mind of an amazing independent creator that is Patrick Coyle. So, brother, two things before yeah. we go today. Are you going to be doing any cons for the remainder of this year where we could meet you, maybe even get a signed copy? 
I just did my last appearance. Unless unless <laughs> something on something pops up just this past weekend, I didn't appear. Unless somebody sponsors the Mighty Coil. <laughs> yeah, unless unless something opens up, but you know, between now and the first of the year, it's going to be super busy with holidays and kids and all that kind of stuff. So, but I, I will be hitting up a bunch of shows next year. I haven't quite lined it up yet, but I did about a handful of shows this year, so I'll be around. So keep an, keep an eye out for me on social media. If I know that the my addresses have, have been shown here, so if you follow me, you'll see where I'm going to be. Yeah, man, it's right there below for Meta Patrick makes comics and. There you go. Coil Instagram and threads. Patrick Coil seventy one. Showing his age, you know what I mean. I don't want to put that <laughs> on project. <laughs> I mean, I give you credit though. You're less gray than me. Look at me, and I'm younger than you. Yeah, I, yours looks good though. At least yours is all white. Mine's is kind of patchy, you know. Hey, I I just refuse to die. They told me, can you? I'm like, no, no, I refuse. And that's you know, I like this glow in the dark look. <laughs> yeah. I like that, man. You got the dark up here and the white down here. That's an yeah, I'm room. looking at Coco for NWO, right? Wolfpack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So another thing before we go is that advice, man. Because, you know, you, you got some dope cake starters. You've been in the game. You've been trying. You know, you've been working at Navigate. You're not even trying. You're doing. I love this. You're, you're a doer. You're getting things done. Like, what type of advice would you give, you know, to, to a young and trying to step in now? From the Kickstarter side of things, I would say do your research. Don't just throw something up there. Make sure you find out that the kinds of comics that do well on Kickstarter are the same kind of comics that you want to sell. Not everything does super well on there. Unless you're a name brand who used to work at Marvel or even Image or something, a superhero book doesn't usually do all that well. But fantasy does really well. The the not safe for work kind of romance stuff. I mean, romance just means nudity. But now, no, I mean, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. When Jack Kirby was doing romance. I mean, who would have thought that this Brooklyn native, you know, was such a, was a, was a poppy chulo, if you will, and getting the ladies, right? With yes. the, but yeah, I agree that nowadays romance has turned into like, oh shit, like very adult conversation type books that yeah. Not, I, I would want to keep my kids away from wholeheartedly. Yeah. There's no way you're going to be looking at this shit. Yeah, not safe for work is what they usually call them. Right? Not safe so, for work, not safe for home. Because you bring this, your wife's book that you sideways. Like, yeah. and, and it's nothing against those books. It's just they have they have their place and they have their audience. Absolutely. But you know, I'm I'm just giving examples of like what does well on there, right? So so yeah. even if you don't, if you can talk to some other people, go online. See, people are usually pretty approachable, which is why I love the comic book industry. Just hit up people that you know have done stuff on Kickstarter before. Ask them a couple of questions. Don't like give them a questionnaire. Don't but, like, be shy. Right. Converse. Exactly. Right. Not a questionnaire, but converse. Right. Ask them how are they? You know, yeah. what's popping? Hey, do you mind if I take, you know, have a moment of your ear? Like, you know, be respectful because right. you know, these people are in fact busy. But I gotta ask also one more thing. Yeah. I know I said that before, but just one last. Yeah, I'm so digging that mummy thing behind you, uh, over your left shoulder. Over here? Yeah, bro. What is that? Is that like what is vinyl or what here, plastic? What is that looks so dope. So it's actually wood. Uh, on this guy wood? Yeah, look, it's wood. Oh, yeah. So I was at a show, the Granite State Con up in New Hampshire, and I met this guy TJ. His TJ Hero is his is his handle online. And he makes these for all kinds of different pop culture things. And so he was in the Crusader logo like that. Yeah. Yeah. So he what he does is he, he spray paints it and then he cuts it out of the wood or vice versa. I can't remember which way. And then he puts uh, epoxy over it to give it that nice shine. And so you can't so you can touch it and not mess up the paint. Yeah. And then he made it for me between nights at the convention. Like he went home, made one for me and brought it back the next day. No. Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah. Look him up. Everyone should look him up. It's T E E J H E R O T J hero. Yeah, bro. Hit him up. I would love to see what other work he's done. Cause I was yeah. staring at that during our interview. I don't know if you saw my eyes always pop up to your, uh, <laughs> your oh, you saw like, Oh, that shit looks so cool. I mean, that's why I put it up here, right? Is it so I know, bro. Pimping. I know what you're doing, bro. That's why I gotta ask. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Pat, 
you've been an amazing guest. I appreciate the crap out of you, folks. One more time, all the links also below in the notes. Please follow my man on social at Meta Patrick Mix Comics on X at Patrick Coyle on Instagram and Threads Patrick Coyle seventy one. But most importantly, support this amazing project that is live right now, sixteen days to go. It is Big Speed Grant. Thanks, and Brimstone won a supernatural mystery, baby. And if you into that, yo, grab those Scooby Snacks, and it's going to be a whole bunch of joy for you. <laughs> you, all right? So yeah. I, I'm digging it. Thank you again, Patrick. And mi gente, my fellow crusaders, thank you for tuning in. Show the love, man. Make sure you let Pat know that Mega and or the machine sent you from outside the panels because he's been on both already. I mean, there's how much we love to support independent creators, you know. You know, universally in the states and everywhere, yo, live and recorded. That's what we do. Mi gente, much love. Hasta la próxima. Almega is out. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 